This is a HeadGum Podcast. Everyone wants socks. It's the gift that keeps giving the whole year. Fits in every stocking, ironically. If you're sleeping in socks, these are the ones. They are called Darn Tough Vermont Socks. And let me tell you, Tim, I'm, look, I'm just going to say it. These are the best socks that I've ever worn in my whole pathetic life. You haven't you haven't stopped talking about these socks since you got them. They're great socks. And let me say this. This is not part of the copy. But I read there was a thread on Reddit the other day that was like, hey, what's the best uh, less than $100 purchase that can change your life? And one of the top posts was good socks. And right under that, the top post was about darn tough Vermont socks. These things have a lifetime warranty. You got a problem with these socks? They they run out or whatever? Eh, they'll they'll take care of it for you. They are the best, unconditionally guaranteed, by the way. Uh, and they're family owned, knit in the U.S. Uh, they've got something for everyone: hiking, skiing, snowboarding, work, lifestyle, everyday, juniors, athletic, and running socks. They're trusted by the military, nurses, mail carriers, marathoners, hunters, teachers, and pretty much everyone else who is on their feet all day. Head to darntough.com slash guide to check them out. Buy two pairs and shipping is free. What a great holiday gift idea. That's D-A-R-N-T-O-U-G-H dot com slash guide. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, I caught hey, you. Hey, and I just want to give a special shout out to all my fans this week. Wow. I was going to say, I feel like I tried to purposely catch you off guard. We've been talking here off mic for about 20 minutes, and there was a brief lull in the conversation. We, we've been recording the whole time. We record all of our conversations for uh, the library. I record myself uh, 24-7. Yeah. Well, I mean... It worked for uh, Tricky Dick Nixon, so yeah. why not? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. You did. You, you tried to catch me off guard, but you're never going to stop me. You're never going to catch me off guard enough that I'm going to neglect to give a special shout out to all my fans. <laughs> I feel like you've never given a shout out to your fans. I don't I, even know. You have fans? I got fans, Tom. You'll see. You'll Well, what does that mean? Well, after you asking, I think you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get uh, attacked by the Tim Hive. Are you gonna give out my address on air? No, they, you give out your uh, your Twitter handle. Oh, at okay. The end of- and what are they gonna do? Uh, get false reports? Yeah, I don't know. They uh, probably. I don't know. What does what do um, stands online do? Uh, yeah. I mean, they could do that. I don't know. I mean, at the end of at the end of this episode, maybe I'll give out your parlor handle, and uh, we'll see who who gets. Uh... I would love I would love everybody to join me at parlor. <laughs> How are you doing this week, Tom? I'm doing wonderfully. Um, well, uh, the mixture of good and bad. <laughs> I got uh, and I, it I recently... averages out to wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, wonderful on one hand, but for the same reason, look, I got a ton of uh, Stroop waffles in the mail uh, this week. From who? Individually wrapped nice. Stroop waffles. Those are the good shit. Yeah, Tom, I ordered it from a deals site. A drug to, deal uh, site? 
No, just a regular deals site. Uh-huh. Um, you know, one of those one deal every day. But yeah, not like a the Woot one or that, Meh. Yeah, but that, yeah, Meh. <laughs> Woot, is, Woot was bought by Amazon. Yeah, Woot's and it's corporate just, now. And it's just got like a bunch of stuff. Woot used to be one yeah. thing every day, and now it's just like a store. Yeah. But Meh, Meh had these Stroopwafels. They're all individually wrapped, which I don't love. Um, <laughs> but like, it was like, 20 bucks for for i think hundreds of them. i just have a, this big uh, cardboard box full of stroop waffles in the middle of my living room now um, i will i'm just eating stroop waffles all day every day so so nobody thinks this is a mah.com commercial uh like a year ago i ordered uh cbd gummies from them and then in the comments learned that this particular brand of cbd gummies had tested positive for synthetic marijuana <laughs> Before or after you ate them. A.K.A. Spice. A.K.A. the stuff that they're like, oh, marijuana can't kill you, but this can. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, What do you mean before or after? Did you eat them? Yeah. I still, I mean, I still paid for them, so I'm going to eat them. Uh, I don't think they really did anything. Yeah. And then I also (laughs) bought like... um, uh, disposable masks from them. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm like, no, but these are legit. But those Stroopwafels look legit. Yeah, well, here's the deal with these Stroopwafels, Tom. Mm-hmm. I've had that. I feel like I've had that particular brand of Stroopwafel. If you've ever flown United Airlines, you have had it because mm-hmm. it's the one. And look, I've had Stroopwafels before. Yeah. Um, on, American, on United Airlines. You've which, had probably uh, a Stroopwafel McFlurry, maybe. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was wonderful. Um, you know what the problem with the Stroopwafel McFlurry was? It it didn't get distributed into the whole the whole yeah. McFlurry. It kind of I mean that's kind of uh, to be honest with you, a big problem the with dirty the dirty little secret. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great idea that the spoon is the stirrer. That's innovative as hell. I, mean, I don't care what the stirrer is. No, but that's like I mean, a good whatever it way. is. What it gets to me, I just want it to have been stirred and that there was a spoon. Look, there I me. don't want anything from that I buy from McDonald's having been like inserted into my food. <laughs> so in this case, it's like we're inserting something, but guess what? Then we give that to you. It's disposable. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we haven't inserted it into other things before yeah. your thing. If or they were after. like, uh, before you buy a McNugget, we we put a thermometer in there to measure the temperature. I'd be like, uh, I don't want them anymore. Yeah. Then forget it. Um, these Stroopwafels, though, Tom, mm-hmm. it w- I think they were my introduction to this brand. Was my introduction like on on a United Airlines flight? Mm-hmm. I love them to the idea of Stroopwafels. And then I've been chasing that uh, that that high, mm-hmm. and I've bought other Stroopwafels that, frankly, uh, that don't measure up. Right. And I know people are probably going to email. They're probably there's a hundred people that are drafting emails right now. Like, <laughs> you know, those are not traditional Stroopwafels, and the right. other ones that you. I don't care if things are authentic or not. Yeah, I just this care is if I like them. That, I like better than the other. Like when people are like, you know, Taco Bell isn't real Mexican food. It's like, yeah, I know. But it's oh, delicious. I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah. Tom, huh. they don't even serve tacos there. In Mexico? No, at Taco Bell. 
No, they oh, serve you, they serve tacos. They, I've had them. Oh, they call them tacos. Oh, but it's something different. <laughs> those aren't real tacos. You know those people? Yeah, right. You know what else happens a lot? You know what I get more from people um, in the UK? And look, I love I love my fans <laughs> all around the world. But I don't know, Tim. More... You spent you spent this intro complaining about communications they've sent to you. More than anything, people in the UK are always correcting me on my pronunciation of things that are just pronounced differently here in the US. <laughs> right. It's like like oh no, it's tomato. Yeah. It's like, or it's called a lift you imbecile. Yeah, it's like I fully <laughs> accept that that is the word you use or the pronunciation you right. use. And I wouldn't you correct you about it. You just have to understand we live in different places. There's right. there's some idiosyncrasies that that come along with that. Anyway, these Stroopwafels are the the brand from United. And here's the thing. I think this company friggin' manufactured all these Stroopwafels. Mm-hmm. And then United Airlines was like, oh, it's 2020. We can't, we, we, we can't distribute oh. food on flights. Yeah. And so they're unloading them to the deal sites. That's when I, that's when I knew this wasn't going to be a CBD gummy situation <laughs> where it's like, oh, this is the shit I want. And it's coming right from the manufacturer instead of sending it to LaGuardia Airport. Right. They're going to send it to Tim's house. I feel like I did see a news article recently about uh, like one. Maybe it wasn't the airline itself, but a company that supplied uh, food to the airlines that was offering uh, like home delivery or something like that for the for presumably the same reason. Not even presumably. I think it was pretty explicitly called out of, you know, hey, we're trying to keep in business here and there's a tenth of the flights there used to be. So, hey, we're going to sell. I'm we've talked about this on the show. I am unabashedly a, a fan of airline food. I've rarely had a bad airline meal. And I, I think it's just because they load it with salt because you apparently can't taste salt as well at, at you know, 30,000 feet. Um, but it's great. I like, you know, just salty mush. It's fine. <laughs> you are a weird person. Like, I think it's fine. I think airline food is fine. Um. I hear I've I, I recently learned Tom mm-hmm. that um uh they often do- donate airline food to like um uh food pantries and mm-hmm. like other uh distribution points for yeah. um people who are uh food insecure mm-hmm. um and that that and you know when I heard that I made the joke like oh yeah that's just what people want airline food <laughs> but it's actually great because they they donate things in bulk that like there are a bunch of vegetarian meals there's a bunch of kosher meals there's a bunch of like very specific right low um, sodium meals maybe yeah they're they're very which just have a regular amount of salt (laughs) right um but hey so let's raise a glass to the airline food industry i will look again i will defend my uh, preference for airline food because the thing I like is that it's a bunch of different things in there when you open it up. That's all I want in a meal. I would rather have like six different mediocre to bad uh, food items in a meal than one or two very good items. That maybe that's not true. <laughs> maybe I would like, you know, like a delicious steak and fantastic mashed potatoes. What you want is tapas, Tom. 
Yeah, I've never been into tapas. Mm. I, I've been to a tapas restaurant, uh, an outdoor uh, seated place uh, fairly recently. You know what, though? I went there. I wasn't. I just had Burger King, so I wasn't very hungry. All right, Tim. Uh, you know what? It's uh, Thanksgiving this week in, in America, at least. Uh, in Canada, they had Thanksgiving uh, like a while ago. I want to say weeks ago, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing it wrong. They're doing Thanksgiving wrong. Don't they know that Thanksgiving is at the end of November? Was it the last Thursday of November? It has to be. I don't know. And why Thursday? What else is on Thursdays? Thursday's a cool day to have a holiday, Tom. Oh, I agree. Because then Tom. it's like, well, we need to get Friday off. So yeah, must see TV. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, right. Friends, you know, the that. single guy, Seinfeld, Madman of the People, <laughs> ER. Those aren't the best examples uh, as far as must see TV goes, but but I agree. I mean, and I also remember in college, Thursday was the big party night. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. No, that's an Instagram thing. That's when you post semi-nude photographs of yourself on Instagram. I'll never understand the internet, Tom. <laughs> but uh, Thursday was always in college. Like, we're going to go out on Thursday. Because in college, it was like, what's the worst that can happen? We have to be slightly uncomfortable on Friday. Even if I get so drunk, I have to be taken to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Where nowadays it's like I won't get sick on a I won't get drunk on a Friday because on Monday I've got shit to do. <laughs> uh, I also never had class on Fridays in college. Some people would like you say you've sucker. never had class at all. Oh, I see. No, I was talking about um, you know when I was taking courses, they wouldn't uh-huh. hold. I, I didn't sign up for courses. I didn't enroll in the courses that met on on Fridays. Yeah, well, it's amazing that you still went up valedictorian with that kind of uh, attitude towards your studies. I mean, who who, who doesn't want a three day weekend every weekend? Oh, I agree. I mean, I don't think. I feel like they scheduled fewer classes on Friday. They knew what was up. Yeah. And there there were very few classes on Fridays anyway. I was very, very concerned with my schedule. I remember first semester of sophomore year, I got it so that every day except for Monday, I didn't have a class before like 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was so pissed the first Tuesday of the, of the, of the semester when my roommate woke me up because it was 9-11. And I was like, <laughs> man... I'm not getting out of bed till noon. And he's like, no, 9-11 is happening. And I was and like, like, I don't, I don't even care know what that what's is. happening. <laughs> I know it's September 11th. I've got a wall calendar right there. Yeah, exactly. I got a, a page a day calendar. <laughs> it's got a new Dilbert cartoon every day. Um, I, You sound like you were smarter than me. I think I didn't really pay that much. <laughs> oh, re- oh, really, Tom? Well, in that one particular narrow instance, because I don't think I really paid that much attention uh, when I was, I was always nervous when I was registering for classes because they would go online at, you know, 9 a.m. on this day. And I was yeah. just always so like, ah, I have to get this class. I have to get this class. 
I don't remember the <laughs> content or uh, title of any class really factoring into any decisions I made, or the professor, well, or the relevance to my major. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I th- I think I was somewhat similar, but I don't know. I just remember scheduling like 8 a.m. classes, and on the same day, I would have like a 7 p.m. class. And then later in the semester, I'd say to myself, what am I, what was I thinking? Why did I set up my day to be like this? I'll tell you, Tom, you weren't thinking that's what happened. That's true. So it's Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving time. Uh, and we're talking about pies. One of the, uh, I, I, a Thanksgiving tradition, I think. Yeah. A Thanksgiving tradition in that sweet pies are. Mm-hmm. Savory, savory pies. I don't know if we have time for savory pies this week. Wow, really? I mean, it's, almost um, all of my notes are about savory pies. <laughs> are you? Are, I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, it's baked dish, uh, usually made of pastry dough casing that contains a filling of various sweet or savory ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we That's know what a pie. a pie is. Tom, this is for posterity. In in five years, is anyone going to know what a pie is? That's true. They might not. All I know is. Uh, I'll say a few things about uh, savory pies. First off, I think the only savory pie I like, that's not true, but the only savory pie I... You're you're always arguing with yourself. (laughs) Finish the sentence before you uh, offer your rebuttal to yourself. I don't... (laughs) Going through... My favorite pie is how dare you, sir? Going through day-to-day life, Tim, I don't let the other guy talk normally. So then when the podcast happens, the other guy, instead of just being a voice in my head, he talks out loud. The only savory pie that I have with somewhat regularity is chicken pot pie. Yeah, and it's too wet inside. I don't like it. It's too, no. You gotta Try have it, it out. You got to have it right. Um if you get a good chicken pot pie, it's not too wet inside. Sometimes it sounds like you might be eating chicken pot pies that are too hot. That might be the case, too. Um, but I was looking into some other nice hot pies, uh, savory pies, and I think some of these you may come around on because some of these you aren't thinking of as pies. All right, let's get these savory pies out of the way. The first one, quiche. Yeah, I'm not a big eggs guy, but... um. Uh, if there's enough cheese in the quiche, yeah, uh, Timmy will pull a seat up to the table. I love eggs, however, I that that will not stand in front of somebody who is uh, looking to put a lot of cheese in a quiche. Nobody's ever said this. This quiche has too much cheese in it. Yeah, I say swap the ratio, the traditional ratio of egg to cheese. Yeah, have it mostly then, be cheese and just like some some eggs kind of throughout, uh, little yeah. veins of eggs. <laughs> but right. I, I, the quiche, what a great, uh, it's basically they figured out a way to make like a scrambled eggs, a scrambled eggs pie. And I'm, hey, I'm here for it, as the kids say. Yeah. Um. Oh, this next one I don't like: steak and kidney. Is that what it sounds like? Kidney. Yeah. 
Not yeah. kidney beans, right? No, kidney from your inside your body. Well, presumably not human kidneys. Yeah, that but, wouldn't be that wouldn't fly. But for me, it's like, well, just make a steak pie. Don't put kid kidney. That's just uh, you know, you're just looking Who for a it? way oh, to get Sweeney rid of Todd. kidney. Sweeney <laughs> yeah. Todd probably puts uh, human kidneys in his pie. That that's probably true. That actually, I will say that's absolutely true from what I or remember. Or the lady, I don't know. I never saw it, but he kills them and the lady puts them in a pie. Right? Yeah, and yeah. He slits their throat and puts them down like a garbage chute. But mm-hmm. it's not a garbage chute. It's a. I guess technically it's a pie chute. It's to to send them down to the pie factory. Um, this one I have not had uh, when I was looking it up, but it sounds right up my alley. Cheese and onion pie. I mean, I love a cheese and onion sandwich. Yeah, and this basically sounds like a quiche without eggs. <laughs> that's 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 what. And, hey, and cheese and onion sandwiches are fa- fantastic. So a cheese and onion pie. Look, honestly, if I'm looking at it objectively, it's probably a bit too much. But I, I'll hey slice me a little sliver of it at least. What Let me else try do they it put? Out. They got to put something else in there. Potatoes. Yeah, I think often it's uh, potatoes is the other ingredient. Nothing wrong with that, my no, friend. No, but yeah, potatoes are great too. I mean, you can't eat just pure cheese pie or a pure onion pie. It's going to be too much. <laughs> the onion pie is disturbing. <laughs> so yeah, throw um, some potatoes in there. The potatoes will take on the cheese and onion taste. You know what I've been uh, eating uh, with some frequency lately? What's that? String cheese. <laughs> Were you a little boy? Yeah, I'm a little boy. That's how I get my protein. Um, but what a uh, an indulgent treat! It's just like a <laughs> stick of just straight up cheese. Yeah. We give this to kids. It's just like here, have this hunk of cheese. That's your snack. Have you ever had um, uh, the the baby bells? Yeah, that's too. I mean, the string cheese has the benefit of you pull it off, so it's like <laughs> it's like you're not just biting into a hunk all the time. Well, but you can. You can, Tom. I used to do that because I'm a I'm a grown adult, and when I would yeah. eat string cheese, Tom, people saw me do that at work. And they started <laughs> they started saying I was a, I had a serial killer like tendencies. Well, that no, you're just a man who uh, values his time, as you said earlier in the episode. So, and yeah, I don't need to play with my food. No, I'm 27 no, years old. There's no reason why you have to eat string cheese that way. It's not like oh, a traditional Italian dish. You eat the mozzarella in strings. Yeah, that's just some that shit. They serial killer. Winning. They came up with that to get kids to stop eating so fast. That's yeah. all. Um, these next two pies might surprise you. Are we going to get into a this situation? Uh, is a hot dog a pie? No, no, no. Well, one of them, maybe both of these. The first one, Frito pie. Okay. Um, I would say that's, that doesn't count as a pie. It's but, got um, pie in the name. That's true. It's got pie in the sky. <laughs> uh, Frito pie is basically chili but poured into an open bag of Fritos. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess technically you could do like a family size bag, but but the way I've experienced it, 
it's a single serve bag of Fritos that then just chili is dumped into. And then the Fritos not only acts as a container for the chili, but also you get some Fritos in your chili and corn chips and chili. That's great. Delicious. Classic combination. Yeah. I know this as kind of bar food and I think of it more as kind of um, Frito nachos. Cause I, the way that I've had it has also, it's been topped with chili, but then also, um, cheese and sour cream Ooh. where it's just like, well, I mean, donuts. that's if you're getting, uh, a nice chili there, that's what they're going to put on top of it because it doesn't matter how good the chili is. It's going to be better with cheese and sour cream on top of it. Now you're not, you're not nowadays a yogurt on top of your chili guy. Um, I am just plain yogurt. Yeah. I've been converted to Greek yogurt. It's, yeah. It sounds insane. But why does it sound insane? Well, but so that's many the thing. food things sound insane until you realize, like, it's all the same ingredients. There's just, there's five tastes that I like, <laughs> and I should be able to mix and match them with impunity. Well, and and that's the thing. You step back and you realize, well, yogurt and sour cream really aren't very different at all. And if anything, like Greek yogurt is, uh, I don't know, it's heavier than a uh, sour cream. Or at least a yeah. sour cream you buy at a store, like a you know regular... a uh, Not kind that you make at home? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about... Perhaps, Do you sour your own cream, Tom? Perhaps a friendship gr- brand sour cream. Um, I'm, uh, I'm partial to hood brand sour cream. Oh, yeah. You know what? I don't think I've ever had a sour cream and noticed it tastes better or worse than any other sour cream, unless it's gone bad. And if you put plain Greek yogurt on anything and told me it was sour cream, I would, I would, I would not question it. I'd go yeah. to my grave thinking you could really trick me. You could really pull one over on old Tim. Yeah. So listen, there's a hot tip. You can put Greek yogurt. You can substitute that for sour cream, and it the- doesn't really do much. It's not like measurably healthier uh i think people think it is yeah but guess what it's not it has to be though it's healthier to eat a bowl of yogurt than it is to eat a bowl of sour cream right i don't know i think i think society tells us that (laughs) but i don't know if science tells us that i forget i'll i'll look it up there is a difference between sour cream and yogurt i feel like one is full fat and the other one's not full fat Maybe yogurt's not full fat. You can get all sorts of yogurt. You can get full That's fat. That's true. Well, I don't get full fat. I mean, I guess I also get light sour cream. Um, but uh, friends of the show, uh, Robbie and Colleen, they were the ones that turned me on to this whole yogurt instead of sour cream thing with a very simple uh, proposition. When you buy sour cream, <laughs> how often do An you- An indecent proposal. <laughs> When you buy sour cream, how often do you use all that sour cream? If you buy yogurt and you use that as sour cream, well, then you can just have yogurt like normal. Now, I'm realizing as I say this, the flip side of that is if I buy sour cream, maybe I can just start eating sour cream on its own and just have that be a thing I do. Yeah, that way you're not wasting it. Tom? Mm Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. Greek yogurt is higher in protein than sour cream and lower in fat and cholesterol. Yeah, so there you go. 
What's the difference in how they're made? Um, I'll tell you, Tom. Uh, Greek yogurt is made from uh, milk and live cultures. Mm-hmm. The the bacteria fer- ferments the milk, giving it a tangy taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, afterwards, the liquid whey is removed. Okay. Sour cream is added is made by adding bacterial cultures to pasteurized cream with at least 18% fat. I guess this is where your full fat situation yeah. comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's repasteurized to destroy the bacteria and stop fermentation. That just seems too complicated. Yeah. They twice pasteurize pasteurized? It twice? Like, who came up with that idea? Yeah, just, hey, just have uh, yogurt. They've, you know, they've left it out. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Non-pasteurized. Uh, let me tell you what the last savory pie... As if anybody came here to hear about goddamn savory pies, Tom. Oh, this is going to be very controversial to you. The last savory pie... A calzone. You're out of your you're out of your skull, Tom. For over one hundred years, Trico has been the leader in innovation and ingenuity for everything wiper blades. Trico is the first to mass produce wiper blades, and they have received numerous awards from vehicle manufacturers who trust Trico Trico to put the best product on their vehicles. I didn't realize that. I mean, this has been in the copy for a while, but they were they were the first to mass produce wiper blades. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Why would you go Tom. anywhere else? One of their You'd be a fool to go anywhere else. One of their products, Trico Neoform, is designed to match your vehicle's exact connection. That means no more guessing, no more hassle, and no more confusion when installing your wiper blades. Not only are they easy to install, but they are high-quality beam blades built to beat any type of weather. Kind of a tongue twister there. The Trico Smart Set Wiper Blades automatically pairs the correct size and fit wiper blades specific to your vehicle. That's two wiper blades sized perfectly and with the correct connection already attached. Tim, you did you know on your front windshield, those blades, they're different sizes. They have to yeah, be. Yeah, I knew that. To get yeah. the whole, I didn't until I installed some nice Trico wiper blades. Uh, you can go. I mean, I mean, people who are new to wiper blades like you, yeah, and uh, and some wiper blade experts like me mm-hmm. who know this stuff, we agree. Trico's yeah. the way to go. No matter where you fall on that spectrum, you should go to wipers123.com and use promo code GUIDE at checkout and receive $10 off your next order of $40 or more. Thanks to Trico. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, what interferes with your happiness? Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, Tom. Mm -hmm. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. So they'll hook you up with a counselor. Yeah. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. 
You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. I will say this, if you're the type of person like me who would maybe be afraid to go see somebody in person, well, especially now, but even in normal times, it is a great uh, great option to look at. Yeah, and you can do all this without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, too. That's, a, that's the second hardest thing, I think, for me. Um, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Um, It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Yeah. Look, and their service is available for clients worldwide. Like, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. You can do it through BetterHelp. Yeah. Uh, Licensed professional counselors who are specialized uh, in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. You can find them all on BetterHelp. Um, And anything you share is confidential. Look, it's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. Um, and you can go to their website and check out uh, some some testimonials there from from other uh, from, yeah from clients maybe help convince you. Yeah, look, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all fifty U.S. states. Wow. Hey, so if you're a counselor, maybe look into this. Tom and I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get ten percent off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com/guide. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash guide. Tom, back to the main event here. Let's talk about pies. <laughs> We've been, I was talking about pies. You just mean sweet pies. Yeah, because I'm trying to get in the Thanksgiving spirit. By the end of this episode, Tim, you'll be eating humble pie. Now, what's that? I looked it up, actually. Humble pie comes from umble pie, which uh, was a type of pie that poor people ate like hundreds of years ago. What was it? Umble pie? Umble pie. So humble without a H. H. Huh. Um, yeah. It was just like, oh, you'll be eating poor person pie when I'm done with you. I'll steal all your money. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, I'll financially ruin you, and you'll be eating shit out of the garbage. (laughs) Tom, is it too early for us Mm -hmm. to reveal what our favorite pie is? Yeah, it's too early. Tim, you gotta keep people listening till the end. That's why people are tuning in. You're not gonna believe (laughs) what my favorite pie is. Wow, what a tease. Tom, let's go through the most common uh, sweet pies, right? Okay. This is what you would find um, in a normal year, not this year, mm-hmm. on the table at uh, my Thanksgiving gathering, okay. which usually I have hundreds of people. It's uh, <laughs> right. some of my uh, extended family, some of my closest friends, and hundreds of my biggest fans. We all get together. And we uh, we have Thanksgiving dinner together. And then the dessert table. I've never been invited to Thanksgiving at your house, Tim, so I don't think this could possibly be true. 
I mean, maybe you should work to be a bigger fan. No, that, Tim, that's not what I... Well, we're not related. You're not my family. No, you said some of your closest friends. Did I say coworkers, Tom? Yeah, I I guess uh, that's true. My coworkers? You know, I I will take that comment back. You're right. But Um, but this year, you've you've narrowed it down to just, uh, because of COVID-19 restrictions, uh, a tight five dozen of your closest... uh, yeah, 60, 60, yeah, it's majority fans. <laughs> and then only my, my elderly uh, relatives. Right, yeah. Well, it's only fair to seniority. them. You don't want to yeah. make them feel left out. Exactly. Um, the Look, American style, Tom, apple pie. How do you feel about an apple hey, pie? Hey, what's more American than apple pie? I'll tell you, apple pie a la mode. Even though that sounds like fancy pants French uh, terminology, yeah. No, well, but we're I've canceling out a la mode. But I've also talked at length on this podcast about my uh, predilection towards apple pie and a slice of very sharp cheddar cheese on the side. I haven't yet tried that. <sighs> you gotta try it. You haven't lived. Well, here's the thing. Tom. You go back again. It goes back to my airline food being delicious, but that's more. Look, that's a subjective statement. <laughs> that, that's a psychotic. <laughs> but apple pie and very sharp cheddar cheese, some nice cracker barrel sharp cheddar. Um, you go back and forth between these very savory and very sweet tastes and it just accentuates both of them beautifully how, oh sweet and savory you would have thought um tom how do you feel you see people when they heat up a slice of apple pie sometimes they'll put a, a, a slice of cheese on it yeah and like melt it on there i was gonna that, say to me yeah I don't like the when oh two tastes that go together and you have to like alternate like nah i want a forkful with all the no, tastes see in one. i I completely disagree. Uh, when people do that, it disgusts me because that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be two separate things because you don't necessarily want uh, a taste of cheese with every bite of apple pie. It's there almost as not a palate cleanser, but a palate uh, booster. Enhancer. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get it. You know what? To me, I I stress over like then what is the optimal? Like, should it be every two bites? How big? But then should that's each good. You be? should be focusing on your food when you eat it. You should be thinking about all of these things. You should be focusing, but you shouldn't be stressing. I don't no, want I don't want eating pie to be stressful. Look, so I got enough stress in my life. Here's the solution to that, Tim. You make sure you got tons of pie and tons of cheese on your plate. And then you don't really have to worry. Make sure you have enough of both so that you'll feel sick before you're done with either of them. Hmm. All right. And then you um, just don't have to worry about the ratios. Yeah. So um, my also mother- Also melted, I, melted sharp. Let me just say this. Melted I was trying to tell melted speak sharp, of my mother, a woman. Melted sharp cheddar cheese is not as good as you know cold cheddar cheese, refrigerated cheddar cheese. I think it depends on the context. Not when you're talking sharp. 
What should the temperature of the uh, of the not when you're talking sharp really got me? Uh, what should the temperature of the pie be? Warm. Okay. Like uh, warm enough to have sex with. Like the famous uh, movie. Yeah. Sex pie. Yeah. Right, but not so hot that you're gonna get a burn on your genitals. Let me let me ask you this, Tom. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not what I... No, I you were talking about your mother before I interrupted. Yeah, she, she's gonna... She's ordered me a pie for... Um, oh, to throw in your face? I, I don't think we'll be spending uh, Thanksgiving together uh, due to the, the pandemic, so I mm-hmm. think this was like a, a consolation um, pie. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna have a clown come come ring on your doorbell, throw a pie in your face? Yeah, throw, I mean, look, if that were the case, I'd just be like, straight whipped cream, please. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Um, and she had me, uh, choose any type of pie and I panicked mm-hmm. and I said apple pie. Okay. I, I like think apple that's pie. horrible. Right. No, I like apple pie, but like, I like to think that I, I'd, I'd have a little bit more of an outside of the box. Well, here's the thing. I originally said pumpkin pie, but my wife's like, I don't like pumpkin pie. And, right. And then I was like, all right, apple pie, I guess. Cause I panicked uh-huh. and then then we got off the phone call, the Zoom call with my family, and my wife was like, oh, you could have kept it as a uh, pumpkin pie. I don't like any pie. I don't like pie. You don't like pie? That's what my wife told me. Oh, wow. I was confused. And I didn't find this out. We, we, I've known her for, for almost 10 years. I was confused like when you were telling this story because you call your wife mother most of the time, so I couldn't tell who you were talking about. That's true. That does get very confusing, but I stand by that decision. Um, why did she think you don't like pie? No, she. You weren't listening to me at all. What? Tom. She doesn't like pie. Oh, and she thought you don't like pie. No, Tom. Do I have to tell the story again? Was I unclear, or were you reading something? <laughs> you were very unclear. Episode? Like I said to him, I couldn't tell if you're talking about your wife or your mother. It seems like my they're very mother, interchangeable. My mother. Mm-hmm. offered my wife and I a pie. Okay. And I said, pumpkin pie. And then I said, no, I know that my wife does not like pumpkin pie. Okay. I choose instead um, apple pie. Right. As as like, uh, what's another pie? What's another pie? Well, apple not pie. only what's another pie, what's a pie everybody likes? Yeah. And then my mom said, great. I'll send you guys an apple pie. It'll be great. Happy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Get off the call. My wife turns to me and says, hey, you could have just said pumpkin pie. I don't care if it's pumpkin pie or apple pie. I don't like pie. What is not to like about pie? It's... That's what I said. But, you know, look, everybody has their own Does palate. she just not like crust? I don't know. She told me that uh, I wanted her to, to answer to this, <laughs> but she she refuses to. to wow! To Unbelievable. And, and I was like, Tom's going to have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, because I don't understand. If you don't like pie, to me that means you don't like pie crust. Here's the thing: the lady because, makes a mean quiche. She's making quiches all the time. Well, I got news for you, Tim. That's a pie. I know. Your wife's hey, lying to you. I know. Is, this is, is this ultimately what I'm trying to tell you. This is a conversation you need to have with her. Um, and she, she, it sounds like reason, it's a conversation. She refuses I need, to have it in public. It sounds like a conversation I need to have with you, Tim. 
I think you need to pack your pack your bags tonight. Tell her you're going out for a pack of cigarettes and just never come back. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> you'll figure it out. You'll you'll start a family in the Midwest. I've been thinking nonstop about how hard it must be to keep a secret family going during these times, during mm. COVID times. That's all. <laughs> I mean, it's I think it's 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 a big lift anyway. Oh, 100%. It's one of those things that I can't understand how you would do it in the first place. But then especially nowadays, I just I don't get it. Because I constantly joke with my girlfriend that I'm uh, cheating on her. And cool. <laughs> and it's a funny joke because we spend 24 hours a day within, uh, uh, you know, 10 feet of each yeah, other. Yeah, I'm never so, more than eight feet away from my wife. So how on earth for eight months? How on earth could that possibly be the case? Yeah. Look, the people I. Yeah, you know, my heart goes out to the most mm-hmm. in this pandemic. Number one, the people <laughs> who in 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 good times, uh huh, um, are living pay, paycheck to paycheck. Yes, yeah. Um, and now, number now two, it's ten times harder. Yeah, and number two, men who are cheating on their spouse, um, and maintaining a, a different entire nuclear family in a different state. Yeah. Well, so what made me think about this was, uh, uh, did you hear about how uh, Justin Bieber's uh, pasture was caught recently? Uh, his pasture at that uh, that uh, Hillsong Church that right. uh, that all now the, watch tread lightly. I'm a member. <laughs> that all the uh, it's like a hipster Christian church, uh, and, and you know, celebrity. Yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff going on. <laughs> and celebrities are uh, this is Chris Pratt's church. Yeah, um, I mean, some people in this church have sleeve tattoos. Yeah. Um, well, so that's some the people thing. wear uh, V-neck T-shirts. It's not your grandpappy's Christian church, uh, but this guy uh, Carl Lentz, he he's Justin Bieber's pastor. He uh, was fired from this church. And his wife was fired because he had an affair that was found out about because this knucklehead was signed into iCloud all over the place. So when he's, you know, having sexts with his uh, mistress, they're popping up on his work computer. And everybody's like, stop that incessant dinging. And then they look and they're like, ooh, la, la. Except not ooh, la, la. They're like, shame, shame, shame. How many families or relationships have ended because iCloud is a <laughs> crappy, confusing product that nobody knows how it works or how to turn it on and off or connect <laughs> it to certain devices where it's like, I had no idea that my sects were going to my family computer. I don't even remember setting that up I, I didn't i didn't know that text messages went to the computer how and why does that happen yeah icloud is very much a like 
it either works great and you're like, I don't even know how that worked, but this is fantastic. Or like, wait, what? Why did it go there? I told it specifically not to go there. Yeah. And then you had to call your son who's busy <laughs> at work and they're, they're uh, and constantly asking all these questions about like, uh, how, why why uh, can I uh, make a phone call from uh, FaceTime using mm-hmm. my email address, but not my phone number? And I... Your son's not going to know that. Your son, look, he doesn't understand. Yeah. Well, I I remember years ago, I like uh, switched for a little bit to Android, mostly just because I was mad at AT AT&T. And this is when the iPhone was only on. Well, the iPhone was only on AT&T and I refused to be an AT&T customer anymore. So I switched and I was using Android for a bit. And. I turned off iCloud before I switched and I just didn't get text messages for like a month. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's, uh, it, that's because th- everyone was mad at you for none of us sent you text messages, Tom. Cause, we were <laughs> oh, like, Cause you were so mad that I switched in this friend group. We are loyal to AT&T. Yeah, you, you refuse to have them green bubbles show up. Yeah. Uh, but th- this guy, uh, 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 Carl, he started, this affair during COVID and the guy lives in New Jersey and works in New York. He lives in New Jersey with his wife and kids. And then like in May started an affair where it's like, buddy, this is not a good time to be starting an affair. Yeah. But you know, these guys, these are like the type of people who are not like, well, there's a pandemic on, so I'm going to stay close to home and and hunker down. They're just like, yeah, God will protect me. I'll be out there, and I'm just gonna go do stuff and just. Like, God will protect me while I'm uh, breaking the vows I made to him and my wife. Yeah, but like you know, if I said to my wife, like going out for a while, she'd be like, <laughs> "Where? There's nowhere." Like, <laughs> yeah, unless and you're like, going to the what? supermarket what as quickly you're going as you out can. For a while, I know you're incredibly scared about catching this uh, horrible virus. Why are you going out? And then also the fact that um, this gentleman's wife was also kicked out of the church because she was being cheated <laughs> on yeah. also leads me to believe that like maybe she wasn't like questioning when he's like, I'm going out for a while. I think maybe she was just kind of like, okay, no, it's I'm, a, I'm not it supposed was, to question this. It was apparently a rule that like if, if like an employee gets fired from the company, their spouse also gets fired if they were working for that company. Hmm. It's a good company, it sounds like, to work for. I mean, any company that's founded around a religion is a pretty good company to work for. It's a pretty good way to make money. <laughs> uh, Quaker Oats. Wow. Uh, I take it back, Tim. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't eat oatmeal if you force me to. I eat oatmeal every goddamn day of my life. Well, maybe that maybe that answers a lot of questions. What do we have against the Quakers, Tom? Nothing. I, you know what? I think we just don't know enough about them. I know enough. I know a lot about the Quakers. I'm pro Quaker. Okay. I'm pro whatever anybody. Well, wants did to be. they did they fire uh, spouses? I don't know. Well, I feel like that's what you implied before. We're talking about pies here, Tom. <laughs> we are. Let's go back to pie, Tom. And next time I say something, just uh-huh. listen to me the first time I say it so I don't have to repeat it again for you and, and bore the audience. We'll see.
Luckily, that was an exciting enough story that everybody enjoyed it the second time around. I was reading about, by the way, speaking of religion, um, uh, the first victim of a pie in the face. The uh, uh, what? The Pope? Pope? <laughs> no. You said speaking of religion. Well, no, I, I'm going to speak of religion in a minute. Um uh, the man's name is Ben Turpin. He was a vaudeville and silent film star, and he was uh, the first, pretty much universally believed, the first man on film to suffer uh, a pie being thrown in his face. But he was a, uh, uh, his big shtick, man, we should have, Tim, if we were around during silent film time, we would have done gangbusters. We would have been done, done so well because this guy's whole shtick. Yeah, just as well as we do in the podcast industry. <laughs> this guy's whole shtick was just uh, that his eyes were crossed because he, like, uh, <laughs> you know, got hit in the head and his eyes went crossed. And, like, then he just was, you know, a, a silent film star with cross eyed, cross eyes. Um, he was a devout Catholic, and his workmates occasionally goaded him by threatening to pray that his eyes would uncross, thus depriving him of his livelihood. Wait, he, his eyes were really crossed? Yeah, his eyes were really crossed. Because he got hit in the head? Yeah. So then people, when they were How like... How could you believe in a just and... and, and uh... I'll tell you how, Tim, because he was so delighted with his success that he often introduced himself by saying, hi, I'm Ben Turpin. I make $3,000 a week. Wow. That's how you and can th tell he's a man of God. And this, <laughs> and this is $3,000 a week in like the teens and 20s. Yeah. So it's an unbelievable is really amount of money. Yeah, that's a good way to tell if somebody is uh, uh, a, a follower, a devout follower of Jesus, is if they um, introduce themselves by bragging about how <laughs> rich they are in very by by citing very specific dollar amounts. Well, and if they also think, well, if people pray that my eyes uncross, God might listen to them. So that that's really how you get under my skin, because I think maybe God just listens to the most recent person he's talked to. I think this guy read the Bible and immediately internalized all the lessons from it. <laughs> he famously had a $25,000 insurance policy with Lloyd's of London, payable if his eyes ever uncrossed. A 1920 version of the story had his eyes insured for $100,000, which... Hundred thousand dollars in nineteen twenty was like a billion dollars. Billion dollars, yeah. <laughs> um, but his eyes, uh, they didn't betray him. They stayed uh, crossed uh, the whole time. And but you nowadays, know you can just cross your eyes. I'm crossing my eyes like right now. Look, Tom. you know what? I I see irregular Ben Turpin. Well, you're not doing it as well as he did, to be honest with you. But Good also. Look. He, the the last movie he appeared in was like kind of nonfiction. Apparently, it was like about si the silent movie era, mm -hmm. and it featured a scene of him with his eyes uncrossed, and then just like looking in a mirror and being like, "Well, it's showtime," and crossing his eyes and going out. So who knows? It was a put on this whole time. What a way to go out! 
Yeah. Yeah. Just to expose yourself and be like, yeah. He was one of these silent film guys that didn't make it over to the talkies, but it sounds like he was super rich by then and got into real estate. And he was like, oh, the talkies, forget it. I've made a fortune just being cross-eyed. Real estate was his Casamigos. Yeah. But also, you know, he was so obsessed with being cross-eyed and look at him now. That's not what he's famous for. He's being famous. He's famous for having a pie thrown in his face before anyone else. You have very little control of what your legacy will be, Tom. That's not a bad legacy. I would love to be remembered as the first man to get a pie thrown in his face. Yeah, well, you're going to be instead, the most I'm gonna be rem- guy in a minute. Instead, I'm going to be remembered as the last man to get a pie thrown in his face. Um, how do you feel about cherry pie, Tom? Have you ever had cherry pie? Yeah, it, it sounds like it would be great, but it's not. It's too much, right? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just thinking, uh, I don't know that I've ever had it. I I mean, A, I only like maraschino cher- cherries. Ooh, man, with, with, with uh, high fancy tastes. Regular cherries suck. All right, Tom. This is what happened when we started with with savory pies. We're yeah. rushing. We've we've talked about two sweet pies. <laughs> All right, go on to the next one. You want to talk about shoe fly pie? Yeah, let's talk about shoe fly pie. It's fucking molasses pie. Who wants to eat that? Why not? Well, it's well, you want to sound... just eat like a jar of molasses, you freak. In in encased in, in a pie crust, I'd have a slice of it. Too much. I'd have a sliver, maybe. Have you ever had it? No. I haven't had shoe fly pie. I don't live in a cartoon. You've been spending time in Pennsylvania. I thought maybe... uh, They don't have shoe fly pie in Pennsylvania, Tim. Yeah, they do. I I mean, yeah, I guess they they probably have shoe fly pie everywhere, but... No, but that's where where it came from. Oh, did it? All right. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Dutch... Yeah. Well, I think probably eventually people were like, too many flies, forget it. And they stopped making that kind of pie. People would eat it for breakfast. Oh, sick. Sick. You should eat Fruit Loops for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or Cocoa Puffs. Tom, underrated pie, key lime pie. I don't think it's underrated. I I would because say, you don't think it's that good, or you think that people no. Up- I would say it's not underrated because that's probably all things considered my favorite pie, and we it's weren't a, gonna really, we weren't gonna freaking uh, <laughs> well. This but one. I will say this with the asterisk of it's not always readily available. Okay, so I think actually, if it were always available, if it were more of a staple, I probably wouldn't like it as much because it's. It's very good in small doses, but if you get too much of it, then it's it could be too much. And I know this because I was in Key West, Florida earlier this year and had key lime pie out my ears because that's where it came from. So every place claims that there are the original key lime pie, blah, 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 blah. So you I, have hate, to, I hate the who's the original thing, like, right? Uh, the Philly cheesesteak. It's like I, I don't care. I don't it's, care who's the original. Who's the best at making it now? <laughs> yeah, 
because especially a lot of recipes, you know, buffalo wings, for example, it's like, okay, somebody came up with this idea and it was a great idea. They did not crack it on the first (laughs) draft, though. Somebody else always took that idea of like, what a great idea, but they... You yeah, know you what? On it. They should have tweaked this, this, and this. That's and how now progress works. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's 10 it's times like, better. So I don't care about like, first. Hey, uh, the first rock and roll band. It's like right. if we all had to keep listening to that same rock and roll band. <laughs> I will say this. I'm realizing the exception, perhaps the exception that proves the rule. That I did go to what uh, in Puerto Rico, the the place that uh, is famed for being the first uh, piña colada, that they invented the piña colada. They were lying to you, Tom. No, they. It wasn't just that they told me that. <laughs> it's publicized all over the place. I think it is like proven. Like, yeah, they came up with this. And I will tell you, it was a damn good pina colada. But I think because they just stuck to the uh, like core ingredients, they didn't try and like, you know, mix it up or whatever. Yeah. Tom, uh, have you ever had lemon meringue pie? Uh, Only thrown in my face. Have you ever had? Uh, have you ever had sweet potato pie? All right, there's the sweet yeah. potato versus pumpkin pie kind of uh, rivalry. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkins. I like sweet potatoes. I don't like sweet potato pie. I don't want a potato pie. Get out of here! I'll eat what? potatoes on their own. But what if there's cheese and onions in there too? Yeah, then I'll yeah then I'll have some sure. Um, all right, Tom. I would like to have a lemon meringue pie. I feel like that's an old timey pie that you don't see enough anymore. I'm not entirely sure what meringue is, but it's delicious. It's It's, white. Yeah. It's like the, the fluffy stuff on top, kind of like a, uh, icing, not icing, but like a whipped cream ish. I've had meringues. Just not lemon meringue? meringues. No, I was reading about a uh, turtle pie though, which at first I was like, "Ew, gross!" But it's caramel, chocolate, and pecan. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, you say pecan or pecan. You know what? I say both. It depends on the mood I'm in. Tim, um, should we reveal our favorite pies now? I don't know if it's time. <laughs> after the plugs, we'll reveal our our favorite pies. Yeah, maybe? let's 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 reveal it after the plugs. Okay. Eh, you know what? You, uh, okay, yeah. Look, because mine's a little outside the box. Is yours going to be key lime pie? No. Well, then why did you say it was your favorite earlier? I said it was my favorite because of how rare it is. That if if key lime pie is one of the pies on offer. I'll I'll take that because it's rare to get it. Got it. Okay, do the plugs. I'm going to eat the Stroop waffle while you do the plugs. <laughs> if you like the show, you TCG, uh, don't put it in front of the microphone. What? 
you like the show, get tcgte.com to find out more. If you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Mm. Also, check out at checkout oh, patreon.com slash complete guide for our Patreon books the podcast. This week we're we're finishing up sweet and chewy. Our uh, pet cemetery month. I I just watched the movie. We're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna figure out a new book. Hey, uh, books the podcast taking the world by storm. Mm. Patreon.com slash complete guide to get all the old episodes too. If you want to follow us, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at TCGTE and follow us on no. Follow us on Instagram at TCGT. Follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. Check out our our Discord. Uh, it's Complete Guide. It's the Discord. A lot of a lot of talk happening on there. A lot of organizing. And uh, uh, you can also check out our Reddit r slash TCGT. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's all damn plugs. Hey, leave us a review if you like the show on, you know, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Why not? We'd sure appreciate it. It makes us feel good about ourselves. It really does. We get emails with the reviews every week. And uh, extra, extra, the reviews are in. Yeah. And uh, you know what? We appreciate all the nice reviews. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, to all the people that leave bad reviews, go fuck yourselves. Well, they're not listening anymore. I mean, no, at least some that's of them what they are claim. listening. It's like what uh, when they're like uh, Howard Stern, uh, people who hate you, uh, or the people who like you listen for an average of 20 minutes. The people who hate you listen for an average of an hour and a half. Is that what Howard Stern said? Yeah. Ever see private parts, Tom? No. I mean, really? his, his, uh, yeah, I have seen it, just not, I saw it when it came out, not recently. But I mean, all of his, uh, I don't know, the people that like him listen to him more than 20 minutes. No, because in the, at, at the time, it was like, oh, when he Joe's, was like a, uh, in the pickup uh, truck, a jockey. Yeah. I saw like, this thing one the guy, other, where this one lady, cutting mm-hmm. girl, said, uh, Two boring guys chatting with each other. This podcast isn't particularly informative or entertaining. It's just two bland guys chatting casually and in a meandering fl- fashion. This girl is cutting. She yeah, cut I right mean to that, her bone. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, that could have been a <laughs> one or five star review. <laughs> right, exactly. It could go either way. In these troubled times, isn't it nice... To hear two boring guys having a yeah. meandering conversation. Uh, Tim, Isn't it time that we hear from two straight, middle-class, white guys? <laughs> Who are approaching middle age. Yeah. What, when how are we else do you hear from them? Yeah. All right, let's review all these spies. <laughs> 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 all right, Tim. What is Tim's pie of the century? Pie of the century. Pie in the sky is the Mississippi mud pie. What? What? Is that a dump? (laughs) What? No, it's a pie. 
No, but it's like a euphemism for like a big messy shit, right? No, no, no. That's that's just a mud pie, a Mississippi mud pie. <laughs> uh, it's like a bunch of chocolate. It's like gooey chocolate stuff. I think, Tim, I think you're being tricked. I think they're like, oh no, a Mississippi I've been mud this pie. The whole time, I've been <laughs> shit. <laughs> that, yeah, it's not shit. It's a Mississippi mud pie. Is different. That's my Mississippi accent. I don't know it's what. It's terrible. It's like kind of trying to be Cajun, but that's not Mississippi. That's it's Louisiana. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Tim, let me reveal my pie of the century. Pecan slash pecan pie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nah, it's the best. That's the best kind of pie. You know what? Because <laughs> it is. I've had shitty I've had shitty I've apple had pies. Shit. <laughs> I've had shit baked in a pie. I've had shitty apple pies. I've never had a shitty pecan pie. Because I think pecan pie is like kind of tough to to make. So if somebody's tackling it, they know how to do it. Where apple pie, I feel like I'd be like, oh, I can make an apple pie. And I'm going to make an apple pie that's like just boiled water with the apples and a pie this crust. This is the dumbest theory that you have, that you've ever had. No, because I'm telling you, key lime pie, when it's good, is my favorite pie. But if I've got a, a, a plate full of unknown pies, I'm going to go pecan. Yeah, but when you're picking your favorite food, you're you're... You should be imagining the best version of it, not yeah. just like what some asshole could make. All right, then it's key lime pecan pie. That doesn't exist, but we should try it. Yeah. Tim, you barely, I don't think you even talked about uh, cream pies on this episode. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.